Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com, and it's Thursday, September 22nd. It's time to talk about Impact Wrestling. It's your post-Impact Wrestling review show the night before Victory Road. As always, I'm joined. Oh, I am Joel Pearl, by the way, because apparently I never actually introduce myself at the beginning of these things, and some of y'all don't actually know who I am. I am Joel Pearl. It's good to meet you. Hi, how you doing? Let's shake our hands here. Okay, nice to see you. I'm joined as always by my lovely, talented rider, die Cresta Star Cresta. How are you doing tonight? I am actually kind of tired, and that's only because Impact wore me out tonight. It was so good that I like you know, like when you pet a cat too much, and I'm like, that's me. It was. I'm I'm good. How are you? I'm great. This was a strong show tonight for Impact. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to expect, especially given that they have a special tomorrow night. That's like, you know, it's two weeks before Bound for Glory. Mm-hmm. There's stuff going on, but like, it was just a really good show. Just a solid episode. Uh, so let's talk about it. There's plenty to dig into, but before we do it, I got to tell you about Fightful Select because that's why I'm here. Let's that's talk about it. Let, let me give you the impact stuff that ran on FIFA Select this week. By the way, five bucks a month. Very simple. Here we are. Uh, Grab City Guys spoke with Maria Canellis from Honor No More. They had a really great interview with her. She talked about a few impact contracts that are coming due. And as a result, we talked about those on Select as well. Uh, that kind of plays into tonight's episode as well with some Bound for Glory matches that were made. Uh, AW talent meetings continue to happen. We got a little bit of inside details on those. And of course, you can always check out Sour Graps with Alex Pulaski, The Weekender with Steven Jensen, The Backstage Report, and Sean Ross Saps Q&A, which I think might happen tomorrow, but don't quote me on it because, you know, he just does it whenever he wants. He just, just goes on. He's just like live at blank o'clock. It's the Sean Ross Sapp special. Good for him, though. Anyway. The only way to find out is to be subscribed to Fightful.com. That's right. $5 a month. Fightful.com. Go Ding. to Fightful Select. FightfulSelect.com. That's where Far, I'm going. My apologies, Ms. Guru. <laughs> it's all good. But while you're here, you can donate a super chat here at YouTube.com slash Fightful. If you're watching us live, hello, chat. I see you here. It's good to see you. Good to, good to know you. Emma uh, Soko gets us right off the bat. Hey, Cresta, the star, and Joel, the pearl. Um, I once had the Facebook, not the Facebook, the uh, Twitter handle at the Joel Pearl because the at Joel Pearl was taken by a real estate agent in Idaho, North Idaho. He and I have since connected, by the way. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> Joe Pearls some, unite. <laughs> there are some strange similarities between us. I will tell you off the air, but there are some very cool and strange similarities. Really nice guy. If you're looking for a house up in North Idaho, uh, Joel Pearl, Joel Pearl Re- Realty. That's where you want to go. 
Wow. Shout out to putting over Joel Pearl and also you being now Joel, Joel V Pearl, you're official hottie. So <laughs> I'll take it. And if you want to be like M.A. Solko and donate a super chat, you can go into the bottom of the YouTube chat and there's a little dollar sign there. Just press that button. Any amount will get your question or statement read on the air or tell you what, I'll open up the thing. We can do the Humper Chats. Go to HumperChats.com. Get your question or statement read on the air. Tell them how they do it, Ms. Cresta Star. Just like Joel Pearl said, you head over to HumperChats.com. You put in any amount, and we'll read them live on air. And what's great about Humper Chats, we keep a little bit more of the proceeds. We're happy. Sean Ross App is happy. You're happy. And we get to bring you this show more often, more Thursdays. There's only one Thursday in the week. But imagine if there was two. We'd be here because of you. Sometimes I wish there was more than one Thursday because we run a shit ton of shows on this channel, especially <laughs> on Thursdays. I don't get it. We run the spotlight at 930 in the morning Eastern. We run day after dynamite with Will Washington at like three or 4 p.m. Eastern. And then we do this show. And mm. somewhere in the middle, there's always some random thing that comes up. So we got to run another show. Thursday. Stop it. Stop running shows on Thursdays. Start doing a different show. Do a Monday show. Do a Monday Thursday, morning Thursday. show. Monday morning, that's everyone's sleepy. <laughs> I mean, that's a fair point. I would do the same. Anyway, let's get into it. Impact Wrestling, September 22nd. BTI will start there. George Iceman, as always, has plenty to say, except he doesn't this week because Cresta Impact can only really go 90%. They can never go 100%. Whenever we talk about our out of five, I feel like I can't give them five out of five because they pull shit like this. And it's always little <laughs> stupid things. <laughs> the Iceman Intel that they ran this week on BTI was the same one they ran last week. Listen, when he said that someone's going to be motivating them and later on in the show, I, that's exactly when I messaged you, as a matter of fact. When he was like, he's from across the pond, he's going to motivate. And there was a random British ad. I was like, oh, this is Joe Hendry. I was like, wait a minute. Is Joe Hendry British? Wait a minute. Didn't they play this last week? Same one. <laughs> I still gave it a five out of five. I'll ignore that. <laughs> I will ignore that this time. But I'm watching you in BTI specifically. All you got to do is pay attention. Otherwise, you're going to get, I'm going to start doing the George Iceman. Iceman Intel of the week. I'm going to start talking into the microphone like an old tiny <laughs> radio star. I'd be with it. Live the gimmick. <laughs> I would love to do that. But the match that they ran was a good one. Hyann took on Giselle Shaw. Uh, last week on Impact itself, Hyann took on Mickey James. So this is a great match because, for those who don't know, Mickey James is taking on Giselle Shaw at Victory Road tomorrow night. Really, really solid match from Hyann and Giselle Shaw. We know that Hyann can wrestle. We know Giselle Shaw is getting better. Did you watch the match, Cresta? And if so, what did you think of this thing? I did watch the match. Hyann and Giselle Shaw have such great chemistry. Giselle Shaw's knees have been getting stiffer and stiffer. And I said, who's trying to Claudio Casagnoli? Is that you? Is she part of the VCC? Because she's been real like so good. And I don't know if it was just the chemistry or her improving, but these two, I want, I would love to see another match between maybe even a three-parter, because that was really good. What did you think of it, um, Joel? 
I thought it was a really strong match. Hyann looks great in defeat. They gave her a lot like like Mickey James did. Has a lot of crisp and believable offense, does Hyann. Yeah. I like that. And like every time we talk about Giselle Shaw since we started the show, mm-hmm. she continues to get better. And I love that. Like every time she's on the screen, she's maximizing her minutes. And when we talk about Giselle Shaw's promo later on, I really, really think that that was another opportunity for her to break out. I think she did a good job. Mm-hmm. End of the match was the crucifix bomb into that flash knee that finishes Everybody off does a great job. So Hyann drops it to Giselle Shaw. Giselle Shaw walks out the winner. Mickey James is on commentary for the whole thing, just kind of putting over the match, putting over Hyann, putting over Giselle Shaw. Again, I like that Mickey James is using this opportunity as the veteran who mm-hmm. is flying her way to the top and wants to make a name for herself one last time. If she drops one match, she's out. And I like that she's doing it in a way where she's putting everyone over. Yeah. And doing it right. Yeah, absolutely. I will say too that. Giselle Shaw's knee, I cannot wait until she's more seasoned and seeing some of the matches. Like, I would love to see her eventually versus, like, a Killer Kelly versus a Masha Slamovich, like, for real, for real, and she goes over on her. Because that was really, like, from from BTI on tonight, it, Impact, you did that. You did that, Impact. When I saw the lineup for tonight's show and I saw they're doing a ladder match. Yeah. They're doing a street fight. They're doing uh, a five-way, like a, a X Division five-way, that they're going to do a uh, a tag title match between two very strong teams and the winner. There's stakes involved, you know, and that they're going to do a contract signing. And yeah, it's contract signing, but it was for a very violent match. So mm-hmm. they made it like it was going to be a good promo. They they didn't do a lot of promos tonight. They did a lot of in-ring stuff, and to me, I was just taken aback that they would have gone this strong. But it was a really solid episode. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about main impact. Digital media ladder match starts the show. They put that title up on a big old rung on top of the ring. Mm-hmm. Brian Myers, Bupinder Gujar have one hell of a match. Yes. Call it the first ladder match to ever air on impact on access TV. It's really neat, but it's also very, very niche. They just like looked for something to put out there. I'm surprised they never had a ladder match before, but you know what? The stats don't lie. And if they do, I'm not looking it up. (laughs) It's the first time they've done it on Access TV. That's all that matters. I'm not looking it up to prove them wrong, so I believe. You know what? It's even funnier because it's it's probably not the first time that that a ladder match has aired on Access TV. Because I feel like the ladder match that was it Omega and Elgin had for New Japan, that probably aired on New Japan on Access TV at one point. (laughs) I totally forgot Michael Elgin was in New Japan. You're pro- well, not anymore, and he's certainly well, not in Japan on the other promotion either. So, yeah. let's move on. <laughs> uh, so the match itself with Myers and Bupinder Gujar, a lot of just good stuff. They do a lot of in ring yeah. work before they finally get to the ladder. This match I felt like was really segmented well. They they told a really good story in chapters, they didn't play too much with the ladders until they had to. Um, Gujar looked really strong thanks to Brian Myers. Again, we've talked about this. Brian Myers continues to make anyone he works with look really strong. And even though Myers got the win, and we'll talk about how we got there, this was a really, really strong showing for Bupinder Gujar. I'm hoping that Impact capitalizes on that. Um, Gujar looked vicious here, and this is the most brutal we've seen him. That First of all, he came out the gate hot. He was like, I want to beat you up. I care about this, but I want to beat you up. I have to look at, I wrote so many notes for this. At one point I had to stop and just watch the match. Cause once Guja got busted open at that point, I was like, bro, I, 
I can't. I can't. Like, there were so many good things. The the stunner off the double ladders, the getting pulled off the double ladders, the tape to the double ladder. There were so many good things about this match. And I, Gucci's going to be a star. And Brian Myers is doing a really good job being a jerk. I thought that Gucci was actually going to take it off of him here. And then when he didn't, I was like, well, I'll be. <laughs> but that was a really good, I, I'd watch it again. So run that beautiful bean footage at either Victory Road <laughs> or. Um, Bound for Glory. Let's thank do you. it. Bound for Glory. Yeah. Run, run it back. I'd be totally down for that. I think if Gudra has a strong showing in the Collier shot gauntlets, mm-hmm. that would maybe be a good start for him. I don't know what's next for this story. I, it feels like it's over. This ladder match seemed to be like the culmination of Myers and Gujar. And yeah, Myers won, but it feels like Gujar is going to move up from here. One thing I loved about this match was that the only like the only high spot, the only like from the top of the ladder spot that they really did was Myers doing a belly to belly to back superplex. Yeah. Easy for me to say off of that ladder. Everything else was just like just moves on to ladder or Or push ladder or pull off. Yeah. Yeah, so one thing that was really neat was uh, and really painful was when they're finally outside, Gujar goes for a high spot, oh, gets yeah. taken out by Myers, and Myers picks him up, does a power bomb onto a ladder that's positioned across the stairs. Oh, God, Cresta, the sound it makes. I audibly went, nice. it was, ooh. I mean, like, again, these two men put on, it was a really good match, but it was so good, but it's just the perfect level of violence. Not Sammy Callahan, which is too high. This was just, this was just right. Just right. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned that finish. Uh, so Gujar gets in there alone eventually with the ladders set up. Uh, he tries to get up the ladder. Myers goes up. He low blows Bupinder Gujar, and then he has tape. So he grabs this tape, and he tapes Bupinder Gujar's legs to the ladder, and then climbs up over him, grabs the Digital Media Championship, Brian Myers retains in an excellent opening ladder match. I was told when this match was taped that this was really good and it did not disappoint. I was very happy with this. I enjoyed it. My only complaint is, again, I thought Gujar was going to go over. But even though he didn't, I thoroughly sports entertained. And it was that match. I was like, this. the first two matches, I was like, oh, Impact going to be good tonight. So <laughs> Yeah. Hot open, strong open, yes. really good stuff. Uh, we go to the back. Josh Alexander. Rich Swan are hanging out and in comes Heath. You ever notice that like, for some reason it seems like Heath has like a cold or a deviated septum or something's going on with that. He just, he, he just sounds like he's stuffed up all the time. Strange. I didn't notice that. It just sounds like, I'm so sorry. Oh, that's all right. This is an audio form anyway. No one can see me. (laughs) How many people watch the show on YouTube? Thousands and thousands. Anyway, so Heath walks in and he apologizes again, says there's a six man tomorrow at Victory Road. uh, And then they should all be on the same page for honor no more. Then Josh is like, absolutely. Um, He's got that open street fight that we are going to talk about a little bit later. And then Swan's like, I appreciate you taking ownership of this whole thing. And we're going to have your back in the street fight. And Heath's like, I'm a rebel and I'll do it myself. And I'm thinking to myself, seems dumb. Bruh, I to me it was just completely like a Jedi mind trick. Guys, I'm sorry, I messed up. We should be on the same page, yeah, but not tonight. I'm gonna do it alone. You better stay in the back. Wait, 
<laughs> you like Rich Swan made a good point. You fight one honor no more. You fight all the honor no more. There's there's always another honor no more. Like there's always another oos. There's a million of them. So you're like you're not gonna you're not gonna just face one honor no more person, which we'll talk about later. And that was a little bizarre, but I thought it was funny because it was so bad to me. It's like what you know what? I'm not gonna question it. I'm still entertained. I'm sports entertained. <laughs> I don't want anyone else to join Honor No More. I just want Honor No More to figure their shit out. And they're getting closer. We're getting they a little are. bit better. I was actually sports entertained by them this evening. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll talk about it when we get to the street fight. I think <laughs> there was some really strong stuff there. Speaking of strong, can't say no to this. Zicky Dice with our buddy Swingman takes on Jordan Grace. Poor Zicky <laughs> Dice doesn't even get anything. Doesn't get an entrance. Gets two seconds of music. They barely even talk. Like Just here's Zicky Dice. Jordan comes out, slaps the shit out of Zicky Dice. Deadlift German, tosses Zicky shirt into the crowd. Grace Driver, and it's over before you can slap your face with pizza. Poor swing man. I feel bad for him. I, you know what? I literally wrote in my notes, Jordan Grace about to flex this man. (laughs) 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 And before I can finish writing that sentence, the Grace Driver, that man. Zicky Dice, you played your part. You did that, Zicky Dice. You did that. And tries. Tries his best. He tried. Listen, he said, I got to spend more time in the swing of dungeon. Daddy, look at all them tapes. <laughs> that's right. Anyway, that's the match. Jordan Grace wins over Zicky Dice. No shock there. Very quick match. Yeah. Gets Jordan prepped for tomorrow night when she takes on Max the Impaler. Father James Mitchell has a promo where he intros Max the Impaler because, for those who don't know, those two have been working together in the NWA. Uh, James Mitchell just puts over Max and says that Jordan is Max's next victim. Calls her the I'm sorry, calls them the, the non-binary nightmare. Easy for me to say. Um, I, I know that that's Maxi Impaler's um, thing, that that's the tag that they use. Uh, I don't know. I don't know sometimes how I feel about it as like a pro wrestling tag. Does that make sense? I get what you're saying, but I see everything as a gimmick nowadays. So if it if it works and it's intrinsic, let it let it play out. <laughs> I guess it, to me, it's it's the idea of like how is being non-binary a nightmare, or or like does the idea of being non-binary make you the nightmare? Or and again, this isn't me clowning. Like I, I'm 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 actually curious to hear even Max's thoughts because uh-huh. fly that flag, like be as proud as you are to be the person that you are and promote that stuff. I just wonder if promoting yourself as the non-binary nightmare. What is like? What does that mean? You know what I mean. If I had to take a, a a stab, and it's not for me to guess or anything, but I always assume that people like seeing themselves in media. So I also follow her. I mean, sorry, I follow them on Twitter, and they remind me of No Face from um, Spirited Away because you don't know if you're about to get beat up. But you're definitely going to get beat up. <laughs> they are definitely going to beat you up. But it's like people like to see themselves. So I I just take it as maybe it's inspirational. And you don't have to be one type of way to be some type of way. You know what I mean? So if they want to go out there and strangle you, you're going to get this nightmare. <laughs> you're going to get this nightmare. You know what? I'll take it. I think that's fair. I Listen, all the power to them because it's clearly working. And people love Max. I do too. I just, I look at the name and I'm just like, mm. it's a weird marketing idea. I just, and I, and I think I'd like to hear them explain why they do it. And maybe they have, and maybe I just haven't seen that uh-huh. 
piece of information. Maybe that's some, some homework for me to do. Uh, Emmy Solko with a Humber chat saying Swinger trying to break up the pin by throwing the fanny pack in too late was hilarious. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Swingman can do no wrong. We know this year. He tried his best. Remember the fanny pack gate with Tasha Steele? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tony, man, y'all got to show some love to fanny packs. It's just mm. the love is real. Gotta do what show you got to do. <laughs> We got to do this fatal five-way match. Black Taurus, Mia Yim, Alex Zane, Laredo King. I have Laredo King written here, which you may as well be. And Trey Miguel. Now, I have to say this. Eventually, this interview will drop. Don't ask me when. It probably should have been this week. But let's face it, we've been busy. I interviewed Trey Miguel uh, a few weeks ago at Greek Town Wrestling in Toronto. And Trey tells a really, really fun story about working with Alex. Uh, sorry, with um with, with uh, Laredo Kid and Black uh-huh. Taurus, and specifically uh-huh. doing Laredo Kid telling him like you can do this spot and it's perfect for you and like it, basically the interview is, is just it's perfect knowing that we have this uh, this revolver match coming regardless uh, eventually that'll come out that's my way of teasing it before it comes out in like twenty forty eight. Anyway. <laughs> A match starts with Mia Yim standing back and letting the dudes just go at it. And then uh, she takes the dudes out for a moment. And then she gets taken out. It's a good match. It's a really strong match. It's an X Division five-way. Uh, we get the Lucha Greatness. We get all the spots. We get Mia Yim doing her thing. We have just everything. And then and, and a shocker. Black Taurus gets the win. He gets Destination Hellhole, which I still don't love as a name for a finish. Uh, hits it on Alex Zane and gets the win. Black Taurus is racking him up. What did you think of the match, Crest Star? I actually predicted Black Taurus winning only because I was like, unless it's Mia Yim, but Kenny King isn't here, so I don't see why. Black Taurus has been on a winning streak, and I'm going to even go ahead and campaign and say Black Taurus might even win tomorrow night. They have been pushing him, and maybe the chaos pick, he takes it off of speedball Mike Bailey. I really liked how me, I have to give Mia Yim her flowers this match because she was in there, stick and move. She would go in there, hit someone, and then get kicked and then get out. <laughs> and I respect that. Everyone was going so hard. Black Taurus is one is becoming one of my new favorite X Division champions. You too big to be the X Division, but I allow it. <laughs> I love it though. I love it he, though. Like you're you're a bull. You're literally a bully. You're literally <laughs> a bully. <laughs> He's challenged for the X Division Championship before. I've said I said it on the show. I reviewed this show, by the way. This was Impact Homecoming 2021, mm. where Black Taurus took on Josh Alexander for the X Division mm. Championship in a really friggin' good match, by the way. Go out of your ways to watch that one uh, or just watch the review where I talk about it awkwardly into a camera solo for an hour and a half. Violent by design there. Speaking of awkward, uh, I don't know how to segue this. <laughs> Eric Young says they're part of the revival of violence. I mean, all those people in there or their yellow hoodies are out there. Uh, he says the seeds, you are the seeds that will take roots that will grow and spread and take to the wind and that they will be everywhere and everyone and are these people prepared? And they all say, yes. And then he says, show me. And they do, they, they, ah, this is tough to do. They do this. Oh God, this hurts to do. How do you do this? They do a like a V. Oh, this is painful. So my threes look like this. Okay. This is the referee <laughs> three because it's very clearly three. 
Okay, that's that's fine. I can do the Bullet Club. Yeah, we can do that too, sweet. But like, this just <laughs> broke me. And for some reason, this entire group of people, they did this, this V sign. And they all yell, I am violence. And Eric Young says, do you believe? Is this your life? And then Eric Young and Diener beat the shit out of them violently. <laughs> but they never dropped the hand signal. And by the way, that's especially impressive because I can't do the damn hand signal just standing up or sitting down. What do you think of the VBD segment, Cresta? It was definitely weird. Because at first I was like, okay, we did week one. Diener's like, I'm here. And he's like, are you sure? He's like, nah, I'm here. I'm Dean is all the way in it. He's brainwashed. He's, he's deep. He's too deep. He's deep on the cover. Second week, everyone was getting to know each other. Now this week, everyone's on board. So when he beat them up, I was like, what is transpiring here, Eric Young? Maybe you got to break them down to build them back up. Because maybe Violent by Design is over. Maybe it is the revival of violence. Or um, I think that's what he called it, the revival of violence. And you want to yeah. see how real you guys are. And if you're just going to attack at will, like attack dogs or whatever. It was weird, but I was here for it. Because like you said, when they, when they were on the floor, they were doing this. Hold on, I got to get my... I See, was dead. Tough. I was dead. I was weak. I was like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> and so eventually they're going to have to kind of wean down this group of people, right? Eventually there's going to have to be one, maybe two people who'd come in and are these new violent by design members or revival mm-hmm. of design, whatever you want to call them. Um, don't know who they are. Don't know even who, who to pitch at this point. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm interested. This is a renewed interest in violent by design who up until this point we're kind of treading water. We talked about it. Every yeah. one of them got shots at the Impact World Championship. They all lost. They all sat there and tried to make amends. And then Joe Doring had to go away. And this is, a, again, everyone had to reassess what's going on. And I think that they've done a good job with reassessing Violent by Design. Yeah. Maybe they bring up someone new. I don't know how Impact does with new people like an like an NXT. Maybe one of those guys in those yellow hoodies are gonna be a brand new wrestler. I don't know how Impact does it, but I'd be interesting this I'd be interested to see it. I'd like to see it. Bupinder Gujar, violent by design. No, I don't want to see that. <laughs> oh, well, Graham B, yes. B sends a super chat. Hey Cressa, did you see Tedge last night? Do you know Tedge? Cressa Star. You have educated me. The okay. Last week off air, when we got off air, people were saying, Tedge was like, who is Tedge? And Joel was like, if Test and Edge had a baby, it'd be W. Morrissey. I came home late. I only caught like the second half of uh, Dynamite. So I did not see Tedge, but I love Tedge. I mean, W. Morrissey. You'll see Tedge tomorrow night on Rampage when he's in the Golden Ticket Battle Royale. Pew, pew, pew. Yes. Pew, pew. Anyway, for those who don't know, by the way, the Tedge gimmick, yes, it's exactly that. If Test and Edge had a kid, it'd be W. Morrissey. The way this all came about, I'll tell you guys the story. Once upon a time, Impact would do a stream on Twitch of their weekly television. It wouldn't be on YouTube, it'd be on Twitch. And they would say, hey, go ahead and just stream the show wherever you want. You can co-stream it, show it, whatever, as long as you don't keep a VOD on Twitch. Because otherwise, we'll copyright strike you and take you down. Okay, so we at Fightful, we have a Twitch, by the way, twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. So we would do a, a live watch along every week. And whenever W. Morrissey came out, we'd be like, oh, he looks like Test and Edge had a baby. And then we just said, it's Tedge. And here we are. Now he's in AW, and every time he shows up, Tedge is on my screen. Hell yeah. I'm here for it. I live. I live, I die, and I live again. <laughs> 
I live for Joe Hendry and these poorly, poorly produced, amazing promos, Cresta. This the way you a- feel about Mr. Swinger is the way I feel about Joe Hendry at this point. <laughs> yes, you were messaging me about Joe Hendry, and I was like, this is amazing. So there's a couple arguing in a kitchen in the UK, because they very, very clearly recorded these in the UK before Joe Hendry made his appearance. Or He's not even here yet. Well, now he is. He was in Canada this past week doing a show. But before he officially moved over here, they did all these shots in the UK. So they're arguing and she's like, nothing's wrong, even though she's upset. And the guy is just like, we've been together for so long. You can tell me anything. I know. And then she says, it's not yours. Apparently they have a son and he doesn't, it's not this guy. And so this guy's acting is awful. He's like trying to cry but he's not crying at all it's just amazingly awful and then for some reason say his name comes up and then say his name as in who's the daddy say his name and then they do the stupid song (laughs) i believe in joe hendry do you need to believe in joe hendry it's so bad it's good oh my god i love it i love it i I believe in joe hendry Someone's gonna clip that. <laughs> Once again, Joe Hendry appears as he does because you say his name and he appears, and he has that stupid tiny boombox that we haven't seen since 1983. And he does the he turns it on, and all of a sudden, this awful color correction happens again. They clearly shot these in like potato phone iphone 4 it's so bad i love it i love it i'm here for i love a good meme and this is a meme so first of all the dad has like no idea how to feel which is hilarious like now he's acting he's like singing and crying and unsure of himself and all i'm doing here is thinking like does that mean joe hendry's the father of this child now that just means that you believe in joe hendry who said that (laughs) you believe in joe hendry I believe, bro, I cannot wait till he debuts. Chat, I know you believe in Joe Hendry. Give us give us a Joe in the chat to believe in Joe Hendry. I believe in Joel Pearl. Oh. Send a super chat to say you believe in Joel Pearl. <laughs> I'll take it. You can donate a super chat or a humper chat at humperchats.com. Like Ricardo the Dream did. That spot PCO took into a sea of chairs must have sucked. Let's talk about it. Street fight. Heath puts out an open call and out comes PCO. And I'm like, RIP Heath. And then wait a minute. All of honor no more comes out, of course, because they're like, PCO, you're not taking this challenge. And then Edward Edwards comes out for some reason. And he's like, snatch is not happening. And then Heath pushes back and he's just like, ah, you'd rather die a rebel than live as a coward. And then Edwards is like, no, PCO's thoughts and decisions belong to honor no more. And then Heath basically says PCO is a bitch, calls him Eddie's lapdog. And then PCO limps down the ring or limps down the stage. And then we open up the match with a cross body. And there's just, they don't go to the ring until the end of this match. And it includes, as Ricardo had mentioned, a spot wherein, first of all, the first four, four rows of the back near the stage, they cleared the fans out of there. And PCO grabs a bunch of chairs that are sitting on a stand and just throws them all willy-nilly everywhere. They brawl onto the stage, and Heath just throws PCO onto those chairs. Soft landing. Good God. It was gross. Like, I I, 
I like PCO. But disgusting. Disgusting. Bro, the first five minutes of that match, Heath was just beating up PCO in the in the in the ramp. And I was also thinking, like, on and no more. Like, y'all literally sent Vincent to reprogram PCO. PCO is literally doing your bidding. Is this not what you want? And then Eddie Edwards, how come then you didn't accept the challenge? There were so many things that I was thinking, okay, you send PCO to prove his worth. And PCO's rate when he goes out there, especially when he's prepared, is 100% up until tonight anyway. So it's like it would make sense to send him out there. And even if you don't believe in PCO, why not send PCO to take the hit and have Heath beat him up while you guys jump him in a no DQ match? What's transpiring? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash fightful. Strange. There's something going on here with this PCO gimmick. And I give him again, give him props because this yeah. week was the first time in a little while where I've said, okay, they're starting to at least begin the actual departure of PCO from honor. No more potentially. Uh, they come out honor. No more does afterwards after the PCO chair spot to confront Heath and then Josh Alexander, Rich Swan, they come out with chairs. Alexander goes after Richard. Swan goes after Kenny King in the, in the OGK. Uh, Alexander hits an ankle lock on Edwards until he gets free. And then Vincent goes after Heath because Vincent came out with PCO. Mm-hmm. And Heath hits Vincent with a wake-up call. PCO rises from the chairs. He's covered in chairs. He's a chair monster. He's perfect chair one. And he throws them into the ring. It's good visual. It's cute. Uh, and then he finally... They do the match in the ring. Like the street fight actually goes to the ring crest at this point. Joel, I'm not going to gloss over the fact that you said perfect chair one. You're not going to gloss over that. (laughs) The man was made of chairs in the moment. He gets the name he gets. PCO hits a choke slam, surprisingly not on the chairs, by the way. And then he puts his glove on again. And they talk about how we did that in the Doc Gallows match. And you and I have talked about that to death. Uh, And he hits a mandible claw onto the chairs of Heath. Goes for a senton, misses onto the chairs, and then Heath hits a wake-up call onto the chairs, gets the win, pins PCO. It's a bit drawn out of a match, in my opinion. 
they did, but it, but there was some story built for tomorrow night, six man. So I uh-huh. don't hate it. How did you feel? Cresta? There was a lot that happened in that match that we just talked about. So I was looking at my notes real quick and I just happened to glance on. He's not human. <laughs> yep. That was literally PCO all this match. And I was thinking like, again, it always, it troubled me this match that on and no more didn't interfere sooner and more, you know, after, especially, I'm sure you watch the product. You definitely seen Heath tell them, I'm not, I don't need you. Don't come backstage. So whatever. I thought it was a good match. I liked it still. All things considered, I think it did push the storyline. And it really made me really question the honor no more um, storyline. Before it went from, nah, I don't care. Now I'm like, okay, but what are you doing, Eddie Edwards? You're pissing off the person who wants to step up. Are you trying to force PCO out? Is that going to cause a rift? Like what's really transpiring? And also, Heath, are you going to join Honor No More? Like, got it. No, let me, okay, so all of this interfering, I'm maybe, and this is maybe just me with my tinfoil hat on, but all of this interfering and kind of condescending with Alexander and Rich Swan, and every time they keep approaching, like, you keep interfering, are you, are you about to bamboozle me? Because I believe in you, Heath, but are you about to fall down the rabbit's hole and then Rhino has to beat it out of you? I don't know. I would like to see it kind of, sort of, but not really. But if it happened, I'd be like, you know what I mean? Okay, I'm going to take off my hat. Maybe I'm talking too much. I was promised last week that you would start wearing a tinfoil hat for these things. Uh, I am sorry. I forgot. <laughs> you can- Next week, Crest of Star debuts. A tinfoil hat. Oh, I'm gonna make the I'm going to make the best tinfoil hat. I'm gonna put <laughs> JPC. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's gonna be good stuff. Anyway, what was really good stuff? I and by the way, I I, I don't disagree with you. There, there's room there. I mm. I feel like the heat stuff will eventually lead to Rhino returning. Yes, Rhino in Honor No More could be something. But then you're just going back to like Heath. You know, being Trying upset to about it no more. Yeah, yeah, and they did that with like Bob by Design. They did that with. They've done enough of that. It doesn't need to happen again. But when Rhino comes back, if he comes back, maybe they just wrote him out, wrote him out. But uh, I would like to see Keith and Rhino get mm-hmm. back together. They're just so happy together. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Give him a proper tag team title run too. Well, we're gonna have a proper tag team title run soon because Aussie Open, the New Japan Strong Chain Tag Team Champions, once again, easy for me to say, took out Motor City Machine Guns. The winners of this match get the Bound for Glory tag team title shot against OGK. Uh, and presumably, OGK are going to keep the tag titles for two weeks because, you know, they're not defending them tomorrow night at Victory Road. Good back and forth match. Really, really solid stuff. Strong stuff. Aussie Open is the larger team. They get to throw around Motor City Machine Guns for a bit. One of my favorite spots, Cresta. You've got Mark Davis hoisting up Alex Shelley to a vertical suplex. Tags in Kyle Fletcher. Fletcher comes in. What do they do? They trade off Shelley while he's up in the air with his head to the floor and they keep him up in that vertical suplex position until they finally slam him. I love silly, stupid power moves like that. And it's not even a show-off thing. Like that well, it is a show-off thing, but it's like <laughs> it's, not, it's not impossible to believe that this could happen. Blood is rushed to the head, you're a little panicked. It's just a good, funny, silly tag team offensive move. What do you think about the match? We'll talk about it and then we'll get to the finish. I think it was a solid match. Um, almost said Machine Gun Kelly. Jesus, help me. Oh, yeah. That's like, <laughs> like Kelly Kelly instead of Killer Kelly. 
Um, Motor City Machine Guns are all, I love Chris Sabin because when the match started, all I could think of is who's wrestling dad. I love you wrestling dad. <laughs> he is so charismatic. And to your point about that spot, to me, the most demoralizing move in professional wrestling is an angle slam because all your limbs is in the air. And this is a close second. <laughs> yeah, you're just starfish. You're just like, like it's that's the most demoralizing move. It may not hurt, but all your limbs is how you feel. You're all your limbs. And this was a close second. And even when they did the up and over, like when he had him like almost in a... I forgot, like almost like not an electric chair, but like the one where you yeet them, like what Lance Archer does when they flipped yeah. um Saban over. I was like, that's demoralizing. <laughs> and they've done it so many times; it's a good move in their arsenal. It is, yeah. yeah. It's it's so funny for a tag team offense because besides demoralizing, it's like flapjack. So all the air is taken out of you. It's hard to stump. It's hard to get back to it. You know, it looks believable, as the kids say, as a Ute say. Yeah. Saban is in the Coriolis position, and. He counters with a DDT, a tornado DDT, which was good. Shelly comes in, hits the facial because that's the name of the move that they do. It's called the facial. They hit the facial on Kyle Fletcher. Once mm-hmm. again, the name is called the facial. That's the move. Skull and Bones on Mark Davis. Motor City <laughs> Machine Guns will take on OGK at Bound for Glory. In this match, Crest Star, <laughs> one person will be under Impact Wrestling contract out of the four men in that Bound for Glory tag team title match. Wait, what? <laughs> Subscribe <laughs> to FightfulSelect.com to find out which member of the Impact roster will be a, is a signed member in that tag team title match. I don't know. There's a mystery to me. I'm heading over, right? Kermit the, the Frog. He's <laughs> the dorkiest looking one of the four. I'll put it like that. That hair. I never understood it. Anyway, we got, <laughs> we got a super chat from Philly 76. Motor City Machine Guns and Aussie Open killed it. Motor City versus OGK should be great about for glory. Not sure who wins it, but if OGK are sticking around, I could see them winning. Well, Philly 76 just kind of took some of the wind out of my sails. Yes, OGK are not officially uh, signed through Bound for Glory. I think that's what Maria Canellis had told the Grab City guys. Uh-huh. That being said, I think if Impact wants to continue the Honor No More story in a positive way, OGK continuing to be the tag champions, that's the way to go. Yeah, I could see that absolutely as well. Because even if even if they want to do something later on with Honor No More, where they're going to the way of breaking up, OGK can make the claim, well, what have you won, Eddie? What have you, like, at least Kenny King held something. We've held something. All you've done is B-rate PCO. Maybe it's you. That would be interesting because then that could also start with infightable. I'm the leader. No, I'm the leader. So that would be, I I would think if they are saying that they would keep the belts on them. But if not, Motor City Machine Guns, you can't go wrong, baby. You can't go wrong. It's true. By the way, Chris Saban is the one person under impact contract. Even Alex Shelley's on a paper appearance deal. So there you go. I did not know that. Thank, thank you for enlightening me. And you could be enlightened too if you subscribe to Fightful Select. There you go. FightfulSelect.com. Five bucks. It's easy. You get all your good news and all the all the podcasts you can muster. They even did like a pre-show for Grand Slam yesterday. So there you go. There's plenty. Plenty. This was the my favorite two segments of the show. And they both involved the knockouts division. So let's get into this. Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans are backstage with Gia Miller. And they announced that it's going to be Tasha Steeles versus Killer Kelly at Victory Road tomorrow night. And Tasha Steeles is like, I'm going to hurt her. That's great. Good stuff. And then they're like, she wants to play some games. We're going to play some games. So Savannah is going to introduce 
Killer Kelly to their friend, the chair. And then as they're walking down the hallway, the camera's following them as they, they have the backs of Savannah Evans and Tasha Steeles as they're walking down the hallway. Savannah Evans kind of drops back a little bit and she gets pulled into a side room and Tasha Steeles doesn't realize it. And that side room comes out the other end of where Tasha Steeles is. And it's Killer Kelly sitting on that same chair saying, hey, you want to play? And Tasha Steeles is like, no, we'll play on Friday. I loved this segment, Cresta Star. I liked when she, when Savannah Evans got snatched. She, that girl, that was a horror movie. It was quick, fast, and in a hurry. Now, I'm not going to hold you. I want Tasha Steeles to beat up Killer Kelly. I don't know why. I don't think it's going to happen. But I don't know. I I I, I know why. Because Tasha Steeles has been cracking me up on Twitter, and I'm biased. I'm not supposed to be unbiased. <laughs> but she's nah, funny. you're still allowed to have your favorites. Okay, I want Tasha Steeles to beat up Killer Kelly because she's funny. <laughs> if, That's if, my I'll opinion. Put it like this, Cressa. I'll put it like this, and this is no shade at Alex Palowski. I think he's actually friggin' wonderful at what he does. But if Alex Palowski can go on like a decades-long tirade last night about why Chris Jericho winning the Ring of Honor championship is like this big issue, you're okay to have your cot take about Tasha Steele's beating Killer Kelly. I think you'll be all right. I don't think it's a, it's a lukewarm take. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. Well, yes, <laughs> Tasha Steele needs to beat up Killer Kelly. No, it's not going to happen, but I will be sports entertained, so I'm going to watch. I don't know how that's going to work tomorrow, flipping between SmackDown and and um, Rampage, Rampage and then Victory yes. Road. And I'm going to work it out. I'm going to work it out. I'll find a way. I know that I got to watch 923 Eastern uh, on SmackDown. Uh, I have to watch yes. the Golden Ticket, which is late in the broadcast for rampage oh and and the 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 darby allen sting tag match gotta watch that that opens the show so that's fine uh and then the rest will be victory road i have three monitors in front of me so i should be okay same and i'm just like (laughs) there's this wonderful if you use chrome a wonderful extension that allows your audio for each tab to you can pan it left or right yeah it's it's dangerous if you're good at listening to different things I can tune it in and out. So I use that extension quite often. It's probably I can't. My ignore game is too strong. If I if I'm not paying attention, or especially if I don't like you, you could be like this. This would be me. <laughs> We're heading down the home stretch. <laughs> heading down the home stretch, folks. Get your super chats in, get your humper chats in. Giselle Shaw, she's outside. I love this promo. She puts over Mickey James, says she's had great matches. She's inspired a generation. All true. And then Giselle Shaw says tomorrow. She makes the most important contribution in her career, and that's handing the torch to Giselle Shaw. Shaw says she's going to do Mickey James a favor, send her home to be a wife and mother, and then put the spotlight back where it rightfully deserves to be on Giselle Shaw. Cresta, this was probably the best promo I've ever seen from Giselle Shaw. And to top it off, this is so small, but it's so useful. The stupid wind in her hair made it look that much more majestic because she's the quintessential diva divas have the diva fan come on now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i love this it was very much i'm doing you a favor sorry about it you need to retire very mean girl such a bitchy promo but like the right amount very much like thanks grandma but now it's time to go to sleep mommy i was here for it mickey jay gonna be up but i was here for it (laughs) 
some good stuff. Uh, M.A. Soko with a Humper Chat says, Why is Backstage always lit solely with red and purple floor lamps? Is Scott more doubling the venue as a haunted tour? I mean, isn't... <laughs> Is it uh, where Rosemary and them hang out there? I, that place is haunted. That place is haunted. <laughs> Listen, all I got to say is if you've ever been on tour or someone who tour manages, uh, knowing the venue in and out is so helpful for logistics. Because if you need places to shoot and you need locations and you mm-hmm. need to set up and you need to know where power is, that is like the the tiniest, most helpful thing you can think of. That being said, Scott Demore will absolutely double his revenue if he can. Raw underground? <gasps> Impact underground? <sighs> I have <Okay>. jokes. <laughs> Killer Kelly. You can face Killer Kelly in Impact Underground. With Johnny Swing is looking on from the shadows. Swing Dungeon Daddy. The, the rock. Impact Underground is Swinger's Dungeon. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. As long as there's pizza. Oh, there's pizza, Daddy. Pizza, always pizza. pizza daddy all right let's get to this so early in the night they showed uh steve macklin doing a run in a pro wrestling revolver which is sammy callahan's promotion the one that he runs the ones that he owns uh good stuff i like that they had the crossover for that and they showed macklin beating down sammy earlier in the night because we had the hold harmless contract signing uh cresta if i didn't think that this triple threat match wasn't going to be the main event tomorrow night before yeah it's definitely going to be the main event tomorrow night oh yeah absolutely especially with the contract signing like i get it but i feel like and this is just me being a little nitpicky but if we're gonna do hold harmless agreements contracts sammy callahan needs to sign one before every match every match every match every match every match and that's sorry about it and eric young too just say it just say it just say it but they're all just gonna try and sign it in blood their thing. I was sports entertained though. I was sports entertained when I thought he was gonna cut his hand when he signed it with the barbed wire pen. But when he got busted open, I was like, oh, he's definitely gonna hit him with the mmm. Mm. <laughs> oh, not my camera. So Scott Demore is here to set it up, says that the hold harmless is for each competitor to release impact and each other from a risk of injury, which is a real possibility in this match. Moose and Macklin show up, Sammy doesn't at first. And so Moose says to Steve Macklin, you know, you haven't been in the ring with me, but that changes a victory road. He brings up Macklin's ex-Marine service, says you were sleeping in foxholes, you've been through wars, but none of those things are a fraction to being in the ring with Moose. And I'm sitting there saying, I'm pretty sure this is a bit of a difference, but okay. And then Steve Macklin fires back and he says, first of all, Moose says he's going to put Sammy and Macklin through hell. That's the mm-hmm. setup. And then Macklin says Moose is a former NFLer turned coddled prize fighter, which I thought was a great line. Says he doesn't know hell on earth. Says he hasn't experienced what Macklin has. And Macklin being this like easily set off ex-Marine kind of guy, this character, it works because there's there's some truth to that. Uh-huh. And and it's good stuff. And then uh, eventually Sammy Callahan comes out and he's like, I don't care about the contracts and the partnerships. Both men made a grave mistake, and Sammy's the master of puppets. By the way, it's a great Metallica album. Um, and then he says, I've got Moose and Macklin where I want them. Pulls out a barbed wire covered pen. Does Sammy Callahan? And oh then my what, God. Is, what does Steve Macklin do? Does the old Joker trick. 
<laughs> grabs the other pen and just stabs Sammy Callahan in the face. And so Moose and Macklin start doing the beatdown of Sammy. Macklin teases his caught in the crosshairs where the guy is upside down in the turnbuckles. And then typically Macklin would go and, you know, tackle him in the corner. But Moose catches him with a spear as Macklin goes for that caught in the crosshairs move, which I thought really good stuff. Good setup. Uh-huh. Moose then goes for a spear on Sammy, which misses, goes through a table. Sammy Callahan hits Moose with a cactus driver 97. Sammy finds a contract on the outside, signs it in his blood. And here we go. We got a match tomorrow night. What do you think of the segments as we went home on impact this week? Um, I do think that Steve Macklin is a great middle to this three-way feud. And I have to say, and I'm not trying to be that guy, but someone had the audacity and the unmitigated gall to have a sign that said Steve Macklin, bland wrestler. And I'm like, bro, no, he's not. Like to me, the character is towing the line between I'm going to get this done and I'm crazy. And it's totally fine with someone who's absolutely crazy and someone who's an absolute narcissist. I agree with that prize fighting line because that's absolutely Moose's character nailing, nailing the coffin. That's literally him. So I think him in the middle is the perfect straight guy. I would like, I really like Macklin in this role. I think he's absolutely great. Moose is doing Moose things, which he's perfectly good at, which is bamboozle, flashy cars, whatever happens you and you we already know what sammy callahan's gonna bring he's going to cut you guys up and himself (laughs) it's gonna be bloody in that ring but i think macklin here is really he's been shining since before this and i'm really excited i hope this builds to something like a title some title shot in the future relatively soon because i am thoroughly impressed sports entertained and if he's bland then i don't know if you know what flavor is I, i i don't know in that Trey Miguel interview, he comments on Moose's uh, sneaker uh, game, by the way, which you'll see in like 2037 or something. I don't know anything about sne- I'm not that girl. The last pair of sneakers I got were Gundam sneakers. So it's all right. Trey is like, if I ever get a pair of Crocs, you know, I've given up. That's how Trey Miguel feels. <laughs> Just letting you all know. So victory wrote us tomorrow night. How about we go down the card real quick? <laughs> give up predictions. Let people know what to expect or what we what we would like to see. How's that? Yes, let's do it. Killer Kelly takes on Tasha Steeles with Savannah Evans. That was announced officially tonight. Who you got between Kelly and Steeles? Killer Kelly, even though that's not what I want in my heart. I hear you, and I agree with you. I think Tasha Steeles is primed to have a resurgence in the knockouts division, but I think she's got to lose to Killer Kelly first. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Mickey James takes on Giselle Shaw. If Mickey James loses, she retires from in-ring comp- competition. Uh, I think we can both agree that Giselle Shaw is clearly going to, to end Mickey James's career, right? See ya, Mickey. Nice. That's it. <laughs> Sorry, Giselle. Um, Mickey James probably win the match. I'm sure it'll be good because, again, Mickey has been doing a great job of putting over every opponent she's in the ring with. So Yes, and I think that. Giselle Shaw is going to end up looking great in defeat here, like really good. Mm-hmm. Six-man tag match: Heath, Josh Alexander, Rich Swan take on Honor No More's Edward Edwards, Matt Taven, and Mike Bennett. This one has me thinking a lot. What do you think? This there's a lot at play here. Do you let your world champion lose, or do Honor No More cheat? I I'm gonna I, okay okay okay. I'm gonna use my my Booker T brain here. I'm sorry to hear that. That's fair. Um, I am going. 
Fair. I am going to say Josh Alexander, Rich Swan, and Heath, despite heavy cheating, despite heavy cheating, because I don't, I don't see it. It doesn't make sense to put uh, Josh Alexander in a losing situation unless there's cheating, and even then, even then. I don't. I. I don't think. I don't think. I'm. I might be wrong here, but I think Alexander Swan and Heath take this one. What do you think, Joel? I think Edward Edwards pins Rich Swan, and then commentary says Edward Edwards just pinned a former Impact World Champion, and if he does that in two weeks, he will be Impact World Champion. I can hear Ray Walt saying that. I can hear him say, "Okay, I changed my answer. I changed my answer." <laughs> I changed my answer. I'm agreeing with you. I'm piggybacking. I'm changing my answer. I, I can hear that on commentary verbatim. I can hear that. I can hear that. I changed my answer. I'm going, I'm agreeing with you. Triple threat revolver match to determine the number one contender for the X division championship at Bound for glory. Alex Zane, black Taurus, Frankie Kazarian from AEW, formerly of impact wrestling, TNA wrestling, wherever you want to call it. Kenny King, Laredo kid, Mia Yim, Trey Miguel, Yoya Yumora from new Japan pro wrestling on excursion. This is going to be a wild match in every single way, shape, and form. Who you got to become number one contender for the X Division Championship? I said this at the top of the show, and I say it now. Taurus to Taurus, Black Taurus. Unless it's the chaos pick is Kenny King for a maximum honor, no more jerkage. But I could see Black Taurus winning that. I could. But maximum chaos, Kenny King. I think... Kenny King pins Mia Yim. Disgusted. Yeah. I just think that's the way it's going to go. But we'll find out tomorrow night. For the X Division Championship at Victory Road, Mike Bailey takes on Ring of Honor's superstar promo, the best to ever do it, Delirious. Did you go and watch Delirious promos yet, Cresta? Telling you, man, five stars every time. Who's going to win Speedball or Delirious from Ring of Honor, formerly Ring of Honor? Speedball, Speedball, whoever he drops, he's doing beautiful things for that title. That title, I will say the exhibition title has a lot of prestige on it, no matter who has it. A lot of people carry it well. I think Speedball retains. Nothing against this young man, but Speedball has been on a tear. And if he's going to drop it to someone, it's either going to be like a, oh, or a, ah. And if it is Kenny King, it's definitely going to be a, ah, God damn, so. First time in a long time where an episode of Impact didn't feature Mike Bailey mm-hmm. and was actually a really good show. Because typically when Speedball's on the card, it's a really solid show. Um, but this week, no Mike Bailey. And it was still a very, very good episode of Impact. Absolutely. I agree with you. Mike Bailey, probably going to be Delirious. It's the way I see it, too. Yeah. But I expect a good match because Delirious can go. It'll be. I think there'll be some good comedy spots, too, that people aren't going to expect. I will say that when I watch Impact Wrestling... I don't ever have to worry about the in-ring work. Like, and I'm very grateful for that. Like watching wrestling on Thursdays has really been an oasis of impact. I don't know if you can see, but Scott Dumont, I'm hugging you. (laughs) (laughs) He can, he can hear you. He can see you. Call your dad. Call your dad. (laughs) He's always here for us. Wait, let me call my dad, Scorpio Sky and Malcolm. <laughs> Scorp, we got you, Scorp. Wait, did you uh, put my? Did you put the bald picture together? <laughs> that has to be the one for next week. Next yes. week, we're gonna call my dad, Scorpio Sky. Do that, and then the next day, I have to catch a plane. Jordan Grace takes on Max the Impaler. Pick your poison. Masha Slamovich picked 
Maxi Impaler with Father James Mitchell. Looking forward to this match. Um, do you think Masha gets involved in the match, first of all? And who you got between Grace and Max the Impaler? I have Grace, but that match is going to be something else. And I am I'm ready. I don't think, just from what I've seen, Masha gets involved. But I think if Grace goes over on Max, it makes Grace look wicked strong. Because I've only ever seen one match from them. And Max is a beast. And yeah. so is Jordan. So is Jordan. But the way they've been building Masha, and if Masha beats Grace, oh, that looks so it looks good on everybody. Everybody. So I unfortunately, regrettably, I like Max. I do, but I see Grace going over, and then eventually I see Masha going over on Grace. But I'm I wanna see that's gonna be my match of the night. I me, I wanna see that. Chad's asking who will Jordan pick for Masha. I don't think they're doing the other way around. Right? I don't they think are, they're doing the, the other tapings. way around. If they do it, it'll be at the tapings uh, at um, the the night after Victory Road because they're not doing anything else. But if, if they do, would you have Jordan pick someone for Masha? And who would it be? Serena Deeb. <laughs> <laughs> there's no one I could think of who's, who's actively on the roster. That would work. They could bring someone in. What? I don't know. Camille, Jessica, and have Masha Samovich be her so bad again. She turns back to havoc. You know what you do? You turn turn the tides. You bring in Abaddon. It's not going to happen. Abaddon, I think, is heading to Japan. But anyway, why you do this? I love her. <laughs> I They're great. Uh, yeah, I, I Jordan over Max. I think it'll be a really good match. Yes. Um, Jordan Grace talks about being a Hasset. It's on her, you know, it's on her tights all the time. Um, that being said, this is a Hasset fight and it's going to yeah. be real tough. I'm excited for that one tomorrow night. And then it's Barbed Wire Massacre, the main event. Moose, Sammy Callahan, and Stephen Macklin. Does the groom get scarred before his big nuptials? Has he gotten married yet? I don't know yet. I think he's, I don't think he's married yet. I didn't even know. I think you're talking about Steve Macklin. I didn't even know he was engaged. Who I know he's that engaged to who. She's a knockouts tag team champion, and the other and one of them is married. So pick wisely. Okay, that makes sense. Because <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, one is vexed. So that means Diana Perrazzo would be would be the lady, unless I'm yes. wrong. Okay, Diana cool. and Steve Macklin are engaged to be married. Uh, and it's soon. And I'm not speaking out of turn because they've both oh, I can see spoken that. very openly about this. I can see that. I yes. can see that's a that's a that's a big meaty couple slapping meat. <laughs> very very interesting that uh, they gave Diana the night off tomorrow. But meanwhile, they're like, "Hey, Macklin, go maim yourself before your wedding day." <laughs> I can see Macklin just going to Moose Callahan, being like, "Guys, not the face." <laughs> I gotta take pictures tomorrow, please. <laughs> Superficial <laughs> wounds only, please. Just don't leave any marks for the love of God. Anyway, Moose Callahan and Macklin, who wins triple threat barbed wire massacre? I'm the loser. I'm not gonna hold you. I, 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 I Callahan. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I, I honestly don't know because I can't. I'm squeamish, and the more I think about that match, my brain is saying maybe Macklin because he's the most level-headed, but Sammy Callahan thrives in violence, and Moose stay losing sometimes. 
And this is one of those times I feel like Moose is in I'm going to stay losing era. You know what I mean? You have to assume that the winner of this will maybe start making a play for the world championship. Uh-huh. Yes. And all three guys would be really good foils for Josh Alexander after Bound for Glory. I could see Macklin getting the win because it's time to start moving the Macklin needle and seeing if he can seeing if he can run in a main event and and you know make a, a credible opponent for Alexander in a storyline. We know wrestling wise he's going to be great. They're going to have a good match, but I'm I'm curious as to what a storyline between those two looks like. Me too, and I wonder if Macklin's going to be the person to be sure like Eddie Edwards beat it. Cause nobody wants to beat you up for free. I'd rather fight old boy to have a quote unquote challenge. Not saying that Eddie Edwards isn't a challenge, but I could see Macklin's motivation saying, I don't want to deal with you and all 50 million members of honor no more. I'd rather fight just this guy. So if it means I got to, you know, snap your ankle right quick so I can fight Alexander, I'll do it. I could see that. We'll see you tomorrow night. Victory road is Friday night on impact plus it's on YouTube Ultimate Insiders. It's everywhere you want to go find it. Just go get it. It'll be a fun show. Between that, between Grand Slam Rampage, between SmackDown with God knows what goes on with that white bunny business. There's a lot of wrestling on. Go and enjoy it. Cresta Star, where can people enjoy you? Ladies and gentlemen, you can find me on the little bumper down here on Twitter at Cresta the Star. You can also see me here Thursdays on FIFO covering the post-impact show with the lovely Joel Pearl and on Saturdays at Know Your News for Gaming Gone Weird. You can find all of my links on the link tree in my Twitter bio and follow me. I tweet back. I tweet at you. You tweet at me. Joel, where can they find you? Very easy to find. I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. I'm here all the time. Let's face it, I'd, I'd never leave. Go to FightfulOverbooked.com. We have a lot of content dropping there. I host a show on Sundays at noon Eastern called Tim and Joel Call It in the Ring. It's the show you'll never find, especially during football season, because let's face it, y'all are very busy watching football. But that's okay, because our hot takes are too hot for your Sundays. All right? The day okay. of the Lord. <laughs> I guess so. Subscribe to Fightful Select. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Enjoy your weekend and enjoy Victory Road. Cheers. Bye.